Hello everyone and welcome back to Otcare. So welcome back to Otcare, and today I'm your host Inkjing, and we have a new guest for you guys. So I would like to introduce back uh, from our Vietnamese community in G3 programs. So hi back. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming over and doing this with us. So would you please give yourself uh, give a general introduction of yourself, and would you please uh, tell us what's your pronouns? Okay, so my name is Park. I'm from Vietnam. I'm a fourth-year chemistry science student in G30 program, mm -hmm. and I use the pronouns he, him, his. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm thinking, what brought to Japan in the first place? So before I came to Japan, I was actually deciding between attending college in Japan and the United States. Mm -hmm. However, the deciding factor that made me to come to Japan was actually uh, because my bro my brother was staying in Japan, he was married to a Japanese, so he's pretty oh. much like staying in Japan. So like that's the biggest reason. Oh, so you have a family here? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> mm, that's great. Yeah. So I think uh, most of our listeners who know back uh, that knows that he was accepted to a lot of um, prestigious schools for PhD program this year. And so we want to know how was the application process so far for you, and what do you think your biggest selling point? Yeah, so I was pretty fortunate to get accepted to so many schools that I really wanted to go. Mm -hmm. It was totally out of my expectation. Um, so I actually started the application process pretty early, like to think about it and to prepare for it. Mm. Um, so maybe about a year or maybe more. So. Yeah, and I spent a significant amount of time to work on my statement of purpose and to accumulate like research experience. Mm. Yeah, so I think the big selling point um, when I talked to the professor during the interview was actually, if you look at my resume, it's like there are so many different skills and like techniques in science that are not mm -hmm. necessarily related to my fields, mm -hmm. but I still like took those courses. Um. And I believe that that is really, um, really um, important um, because, uh, you know, there's so many people who just, when you, they look at the, some fields of disciplines which are not their majors, they would just say like, this is not my thing, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. However, as a scientist, I feel like, it is really, really uh, important to understand and apply the concepts of interdisciplinary research. And if you are uh, having like um, expertise in multiple fields, then that give, give you a really great advantage. And that is what the scientists mm -hmm. and the professors are looking for. Yeah. I see. I think it is very important to have like fundamental knowledge um, of different fields, uh -huh. especially in like science. Me myself is a bio student, uh -huh. so like even though I'm bio, I think it's very important to have like uh, 
you know, basic knowledge of physics and chemistry Absolutely. and also have like different um, skills to apply for my further, you know, career, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> as a scientist. Absolutely. True. Yeah. Yeah. In your opinion, what was the most important thing that admission officers look for and like especially in graduate students? Um, I think the most important thing that the admission like committee or the admission officers look in graduate students, the prospective graduate students, is that they really need to understand what they are going to do in graduate school. Mm -hmm. Because some people would just think that it is kind of the ending journey or something, the ending point, mm -hmm. the highest point of academics. But they really need to understand that the graduate school is basically just the starting point of the professional academic career. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn a lot, so you have to um, kind of accumulate and experience a lot of new things that you have never experienced before, like in college or in high school. Mm -hmm. So as long as you can demonstrate your understanding about like what you will be doing in graduate school and you prepare for that, I think mm -hmm. that it's a really, really um, great point that mm. uh, the admission officer definitely appreciate. Mm. I think it's, yeah, I think it's very important to like think about what you want to do after, you know, graduating. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm still kind of lost um, what, what to do after graduation. Uh -huh. So I think it's very important to think about it from like as early as possible. Right. And uh, so speaking about like after post-graduation plans, what is your plan? Yeah, so first I want to, of course, obtain my PhD at Duke University. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I want to pursue my career like in academia and to run my own research lab as well as um, to um, educate the next generation of scientists. So that is really my big plan um, after graduation. Yeah. Mm. So you just mentioned uh, you're enrolling into Duke University. Yep. So why did you choose Duke University out of, uh, out of all those, you know, universities? <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's a really good question. So I was actually having a really hard time deciding with those schools because those are all great schools. Mm. And um, um, so the two schools that I actually, like, had the most difficult time deciding was between Duke and Rockefeller Universities. I really wanted to go to, to Rockefeller because I really liked the professor there. Mm -hmm. However, the thing that made me choose Duke in the end is because of the really um, laid-back and friendly atmosphere at Duke. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys may don't know, but Duke is very well-funded. However, it's kind of the policies that all the Duke labs cannot have more than 10 students which oh. will allow the professors or the supervisors to really focus yeah, on the true. student's career. Mm. And they will spend a lot of time with you and you're going to learn a lot by interacting directly with the professors. And that is kind of more difficult to find in other places like Harvard or Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. Usually the labs have more than 20 or 30 people. Oh. So I feel like for my PhD, Duke is a better place. I totally agree. My lab size is also very small. Yeah. So I think it's a good time to move on to our next section. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
since it's a Pride Month, yes. we wanted to celebrate um, Pride Month, and mm-hmm. we wanted to <laughs> invite someone who is special and who is very um, who is um, very suitable for this episode. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first question is: Are you comfortable openly talking about your gender orientation? More than comfortable. That's great. <laughs> Yay! Yes. <laughs> so. Um, Uh, since we're living in Japan, do you feel Japan is accommodating to the LGBTQ community in general? Um, so I would say that I don't have any particular problems mm-hmm. living in Japan as a member of the LGBTQ community. Mm. However, it's because of the kind of the pretty um, unique culture about Japan, where people don't really care about your business. So no, yeah, true. you just do your own business and never care as long as you don't do anything harmful to them. Mm-hmm. However, in terms of the LGBTQ rights, I don't think Japan has done good enough mm-hmm. to really accommodate and celebrate the LGBTQ community. Mm. Yeah, so that's my general feeling about Japan. Mm. I think it definitely can do better. I I feel like yeah, they're not bothered by this, obviously, yeah. uh, of course, and then but then. The problem is they're kind of like conserved. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So, like, uh, what was it like, you know, growing up, and then、uh, was there like specific moment that you realized that、uh, your gender orientation, and or were you always like, have you been always aware of that? Yeah, so I think firstly I should say that I'm gay.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>、uh, for further <laughs>、uh, discussions, to be clear. So、uh, I actually be aware of that when I was about like ten,、um, eleven years old in elementary school.、Oh. Yeah, I found out that I was only attracted to men, but not women, like the majority.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a kind of a different faces. To where I am today. So the first phase was like denying myself, denying、oh. the truth. Like I tried to involve myself、yeah. in the kind of the straight relationships, try to find a girlfriend, and everything. However, it didn't work out.、Mm. And yeah, so like, and after that,、um, when it comes to secondary school, I had my very first relationship、mm. with a classmate in my in in my class. And actually, that was the point that I came out because I got caught. I didn't actually want it to come out,、oh, really? but my parents caught me、oh. <laughs> in that relationship. How did they take it? It's actually from my 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 secondary school teacher. Like、mm. uh, she just、uh, kind of、um, recognized our relationship、uh, in the class, and then、mm-hmm. she informed my parents, and they kind of knew and they confronted me for that,、mm. and I accidentally came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I first came out, it was. Pretty a hard time because、mm-hmm. um, Vietnam in in general is still very conservative about this、mm-hmm. issue. So my parents、um, were actually really sad, of course, and then they was disappointed.、Uh, they sent me to the hospitals with the hope of like maybe I could be cured.、Mm-hmm. And to be honest, at that time I also believed in that. I felt like. This disease could be cured.、Mm-hmm. I believe in my parents.、Um, however, like you know, time passed. My parents started to talk to the people who knows about LGBTQ community, who knows about、um, sexual orientation diversity, 
and they kind of started to understand about mm -hmm. the the kind of like uh, this is not the disease you cannot cure this mm -hmm. um, yeah and so they started to accept the fact that I'm gay so you know um, in secondary school back in that time it was also bullied because oh. that kind of rumor spread mm -hmm. out and everything by my friends in high school uh, in secondary school. However, mm -hmm. when I came to high school, it was much better because the high school that I went to was uh, a really good school in my city, and people there uh, were much more liberal. They were like more uh, knowledgeable about um, gender and mm -hmm. sexual orientation issues. So I could be more of myself when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I had a pretty great time in, in high school, and then I decided from then I would never hide myself anymore. So mm. until now, whenever I reach a new community, um, mm -hmm. I just don't, you know, um, come out, come to them out of the blue and say that, hey, I'm gay. But for example, if people ask me about like my past relationships or like uh, ask me about like, uh, do you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? I would definitely say that I'm gay and mm. say, tell them about my current situation. Yeah, I don't hide anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And yeah. I think like, um, yeah, it's not about like, some people think that LGBTQ community is just like, like, quotation mark loud, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. then the thing is like, the actual point is that it is important to speak out and mm -hmm. then let those people know that this is not a disease, yeah. right? Just like how you talk, this is not a disease. And yeah. there are still uh, part of the like population who doesn't really like who don't like strictly avoid like this kind of um topic like lgbtq and stuff they don't approve of those people and uh -huh. so that's i think that's why the lgbtq community likes to like wants to speak out and yeah. then uh, even though we're pretty you know liberal i think it's still kind of going on fight yeah you know? absolutely mm -hmm. so um, the next question is, um, what is the general consensus on pride and LGBTQ rights back in your home country? Um, so in my home country, um, I think it's still better than many other Asian countries in general, like in terms of, so for example, in Malaysia and in countries like Malaysia mm -hmm. and Russia, LGBTQ people could get like killed or be put in jails if they got exposed or if they got caught to like oh, really? yeah having like um, homosexual uh, activities. Uh, so that doesn't happen in my country. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't punish people for that legally. Um, yeah, and um, but however, in my country, same-sex marriage is not recognized, it's not legalized, mm -hmm. and people... Um, so the thing in my country is like about adoption is that um, even one person could adopt a child. So if you're a couple of LGBTQ, um, if you're a gay couple, mm -hmm. then only one person can adopt a child. And for example, unfortunately, if that person passed away, then oh. the child and the other partner has no relationships. So there is oh. no um, policies or rules 
to protect the rights um, of, of of gay couples. So yeah, so that's that's the kind of the 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 mm. um, not yet good points about the LGBTQ rights in my home country. And then and are they still like trying to improve this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some um, activist groups uh, mm-hmm. in my country. Um, I was kind of like. Um, Try to educate people mm-hmm. and try to um, spread out the information, the true information about LGBTQ community. Um, however, I feel like the number is still too small compared to the population. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that there should be more actions be done um, about about um, the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. in my home country. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So, like speaking of that, is there are there any like assumptions that you encountered in Japan or like in Vietnam? Like, okay, let's talk about like uh, in Japan, especially. Okay, so as I said, um, you know, people in Japan don't really care about your business as long as it, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't harm them. Um, however, I feel like so so I didn't really encounter any specific homophobia homophobia activities in in, in Japan mm-hmm. however um, I do know that I feel like um, the general Japanese population is not really well educated about um, about you know things happen around LGBTQ community and mm-hmm. the knowledge about LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the, the stereotypes and the assumptions that um, people make about the LGBTQ community is, so for example, if you're gay, then you are girls, mm-hmm. and vice versa for lesbian. And um, of course, that's not true, um, you know, because um, I feel like, um, so there are assumptions lead to so many other things such as, you know, you're gay, so you basically, um, you know, do some kind of girly stuff according mm-hmm. to their stigma and your opinions about girly stuff. And I'm totally against that. Mm-hmm. Um, as for two reasons. So the first one is that they are, you know, trying to kind of like um, having, try to have like the really um, wrong assumptions of what a girl and a boy uh, do and should do and can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is that there's, you know, even among the LGBTQ community, that is it's really diverse of, of the people's interests. So, like, there are gay people interested in, you know, art. Mm-hmm. There are gay people who are interested in sport, who do, mm-hmm. like, soccer, who um, do a, a wide range of activities. So mm-hmm. there should not be any assumption like that. So, yeah, so that is the one of the the, the the biggest assumptions that that I feel like some Japanese people make. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing which I feel like it is indeed the most important thing and it's in every country is that people think that, you know, they don't know anybody who, who are in the LGBTQ community. And, mm-hmm. you know, as an openly gay person, I had chances to listen to so many stories from gay people. They came to me and they talked. They talked about their story, about their experience. 
And surprisingly, none of their family's members know about that. It's because they cannot share with their family members. And it doesn't, so see, so those family members still think that, oh, I don't know any people who are in the LGBTQ community. Mm. But excuse me, but it's your son, your daughter, mm -hmm. your brother and sister. So it's not like you don't know, but it's just because you don't show your support or sometimes mm. you even show your hate against those people. So they cannot, they don't have a place to share. They have to come to a stranger like me. So yeah, I feel like that is the, the, another assumption that people make about the frequency of, of meeting or interacting with a member of LGBTQ community. Mm. So it's, it's huge. Like for example, in Japan, their studies actually show that like one in 10 people of the population is actually belong to the LGBTQ community. So it's 10%, it's, it's huge, oh, it's right? it's huge. Yeah, so of course you have to know like wave more than 10 people in your life. Yeah. So you have to definitely meet someone who mm -hmm. is in the LGBTQ community. Yeah, so be open and be accepting this because that might be the person that you love the most. Yeah, that's yeah. true. As long as we are accepting, they yeah. will come out. Yeah, definitely. To you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Be accepting, that's very true. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned you have a boyfriend, yeah. right? Yeah. Is he Japanese or international? It is Japanese. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I hope, uh, I wish you guys happiness. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really nice to talk about this um, topic openly on our podcast. And yeah. thank you for us for giving this chance to discuss it with you. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's a great time to move on to our next section, mm -hmm. So, which is our tradition, mm -hmm. rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm gonna be bad at this. <laughs> so we're gonna ask you like a bunch of questions and you mm -hmm. have to answer it as quick as possible. Okay. Okay, are you ready? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <clears throat> One, two, three, cats or dogs? Dogs. Favorite season? Fall. Favorite spot in campus? Um, wherever my lab is located. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Parks or zoos? Um, parks. Coffee or tea? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drink? Um, water or like milk. That's great. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Caffeine is bad, mm. but so good. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Moving uh -huh. on. Favorite color? Um, green and pink. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. My lab professor's um, favorite color is also pink. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you uh, know Dama-san? The uh, elegant guy? No, I didn't know him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Coolest thing you know? Um, about informatics. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Uh, funniest person you know? Um, I'll say myself. <laughs> <laughs> One fun fact about you? Um, I'm not sure if I should be a scientist. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite feature about yourself? Um, willing to listen. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Very smart answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. good. That was fun. Cool. <clears throat> so, uh, moving on to more, you know, up close and personal questions. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, what do you do in your free time? So in my free time, if I'm like other than chemistry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So other than chemistry, like you know, reading papers and research stuff, mm. I um I watch a lot of movies. Mm. Um, as a Netflix subscriber, yeah. So. Oh yeah. What kind of movies? So I want you know a wide range of movies actually, like um, sitcoms, American sitcoms, mm. Friends, Modern Family. Friends? Yeah, Modern big fan Family. Of Friends. Yay! Yeah, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also watch romantic movies, oh. um, both uh, straight and gay movies. Mm. Um, I also watch documentary movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So I watch different kinds of movies. Depends on different days. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's great. I I like to watch movies as well. Uh huh. And yeah, movies is the way how I like you know cope with my stress. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So the other day, um, like we were, as we were like searching for guests mm-hmm. for our next episode, uh, we like you know saw your social media, and mm-hmm. then um, we could see that you like to travel a lot, mm-hmm. right? And then <laughs> yeah, so well, what is your favorite places that you like to that you like in Japan and that you visited in Japan? So, yeah. so just to be clear, I'm not actually a traveling person. <laughs> it's more like I choose a place to travel. So the thing is, like, I try to choose a place which mm. has a really nice hotel, and I'm going to stay in that hotel oh. for the whole stay oh. <laughs> and just relax myself. Yeah, so that's the kind of travel oh. that I really enjoy. So um, even uh, even though like um, I travel to a couple of places in Japan. I actually like Nikko the most. It's in Tochigi Prefecture. What well, what is it again? Sorry. Nikko. Nikko. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably people don't really know about that because it's really far from Nagoya. Mm-hmm. And um, but it is actually one of the world heritage. Oh. Um, however, Nikko has um, a really one place which is really crowded. However, mm-hmm. the other part of it is like. It's very um, quiet and. Is it know, just peaceful. open nature? Yeah, it's just open nature. Mm. There are a lot of falls, a lot of mountains, mm. and everything. So, yeah, and so I I, I went to Nikko like three times mm. um, for relaxing things. You know, just chose a nice real gong and then stay in there doing onsen, eating foods in the hotel. Mm. Yeah, so. I would say that Nikko yeah. is the best. That sounds place for so me. relaxing. Yeah, I love oh, doing that. <laughs> I want to. I want to go there. Yeah. And I just want to get out. The, get out of the city and just like chill in hot onsen. Yeah. In the nature. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, do you like check or check out local foods and merch when you travel, like, to a certain place? Um. Not really. Like. Uh. I don't really, you know, care about food whenever I travel. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm very bad at like if people ask me about the places that I've visited before, about like what foods they are good, but I really mm. have no idea. So it's just like I just eat like normal breakfast, lunch, and dinners, and mm. stay in the hotel, and that's it. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but then traveling in general is just so nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. I hope With, to get back to the time before COVID. Yeah, yeah. me too. This is so much. I miss traveling so much. Yeah. We all miss traveling so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as I know, mm. Vietnamese community in the G3 programs. Mm. It's pretty like um, the majority. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys hang out a lot? Yeah, we do hang out pretty often, um, mm. especially the Vietnamese community in my batch. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say like we are really close like, at a family. Like we share with oh. each other a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like the difficult time, the hard time, as well as you know the happy moments, and we share with each other almost everything. Mm-hmm. So. It's great to have that kind of a community um, by your side when mm. you are in a place where it's really far from home country. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, is there like any Vietnamese holiday or celebration that you guys do together? No, in Japan here. Yeah. So, there is the Lunar New Year, uh, like which yeah. in Vietnam we call it Tết. Mm. And uh, we select that is the biggest um, um, kind of special occasion that we celebrate together. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, the Vietnamese community in my patch has like ten people, oh. and we kind of gather together like to celebrate each other's birthday as well. So mm. we meet each other at least like ten or eleven times per month. Oh. <laughs> Other like you know meetings not counted like mm. you know. Separately as a small group or something. I see. I see. Um, uh, excuse me if I like pronounce this <laughs> wrong, um. but I've been like wanting to eat a nice, you know, fall. <laughs> okay. Is, is 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 it okay, fall? Yeah. So 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 the right pronunciation is really difficult. It's like pho. Pho. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's close. Really close. But yeah, yeah it's a nice food. Yeah. yeah. So I've been meaning to eat a nice. For, mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. and is there any recommendations that you would like to give yeah. me and the listeners like as for Vietnamese restaurants I would say that there is um, one in a Mike um, Mike station which I think is pretty station? yeah oh. it's pretty good like what go, is that place called it's called San Viet yeah San Viet yeah San Viet restaurant mm. and it's in the Mike station close to gate number seven, um. seat number seven in Imake Station. And it actually serves a lot of different Vietnamese dishes. And mm-hmm. I feel like they taste like as close as the Vietnamese um, dishes that we can mm-hmm. make in our country. And because I've tried a couple of Vietnamese restaurants in Nagoya before, so I would say that that is the best one. Mm. Yeah, for somebody That's who wants great. to try. Yeah. I should go. Yeah, please yeah. go. <laughs> and you guys should go as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll shout out the restaurant uh, later on our story so people can see if they're interested, they can go. Sure, of course. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yep. So, um, is there, uh, as we're coming to the end of our podcast uh, very soon, mm-hmm. um, so last few questions. Is there like anything, uh, any advice that you would like to give uh, younger students or, you know, people who are still kind of like 
questioning their identity. Mm. Mm. Also, like, um, in, in general, any advice for studying or, or also being successful in, you know, um, university? Okay. So... <laughs> will, that, that was a lot of questions. No, that's okay. <laughs> I will kind of try to, to answer in order. So, firstly, as it's a Sprite month, mm-hmm. so I would just want to give um, the kind of the um, advice or message, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to the people who are in any phases of, of, of their life of like trying to, to find an answer for themselves. Mm. about gender identity, whether they are accepting it or the, whether they are trying to deny it. Mm. I just want to say to them that, you know, just, you know, do whatever you feel like comfortable with. Like mm. be truly yourself, whatever you feel like the most comfortable with. And, you know, if you know me, then come to me. I'm always happy mm. to share and to listen to mm-hmm. your story. And uh, yeah, don't keep it just to yourself. You just yeah. share it to the people that that you think that they might understand you. And um, yeah, I just since it is Pride Month, I would mm. just say that I'm always with the LGBTQ community, mm. especially in this month, but every other month. Yeah. Yay. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the other advice for the younger students or the younger Mm -hmm. G30 students here um, um, so um, you know I feel like yeah as the same I would just say like do whatever you feel comfortable Mm. with I've always felt um, happy when I you know do science do research and read you know papers and to think about experiments hypothesis to test on the next day, so mm-hmm. that's what makes me feel comfortable. But it doesn't mean that it's going to make you comfortable. So if, if you don't feel like happy doing something, then mm-hmm. try to find one. Try to find the thing that really mm. makes you happy. Because only when you do that and when you be able to find that, then you will be you know, successful in your own way. Mm. Yeah. Don't just look at you know my success and then say that. I do this, then I do that, I will get a Harvard, I will get a Duke or anything. Um, Try to answer yourself questions. Mm. What do you need to go to do? Why do you need to go to Harvard? Is this not the only way? And there could be even better ways, right? Mm. Yeah, so that is the thing. You have Mm. friends and you have the the resources here to to do that. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like we all tend to get pretty lost. Uh, in what we are doing yeah. uh, when we get busy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, really important to wind down, also mm-hmm. like do what you like yeah. and find a new hobby. Right. Right? Yeah. And also since we're in Japan, mm-hmm. like travel a lot because yeah. Japan is the most one of the most beautiful countries in the whole world. Uh-huh. And like every prefecture has their own like specialties, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, you know, if uh-huh. it's such a waste if you come to Japan and you only do like study uh-huh, or right. work, Absolutely. right? So I think it's uh, important to go out and explore the this beautiful country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. For the last um, question, it's, it's not really a question, but then we always say that what was our biggest otsukare for the week, for mm-hmm. the past week? So I'll, I will start with myself. Um, so my biggest otsukare was that um, 
I was able to do like my experiments successfully, and also like because uh, I I had some troubles and then I troubleshooted it and then it worked fine. So I'm happy with that. Uh-huh. Yay! I, oh. Yeah, for me that's the biggest otakare. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? My biggest otakare last week um, was. To travel to Tokyo and get mm. my visa. <laughs> oh. uh, it was really funny because, like, American visa. Yeah, American visa. Because you know there was a holiday that has just approved by President Joe Biden, like the Juneteenth and holiday. Juneteenth? Yeah. yeah, and the embassy just decided to close the the embassy on oh, that really? day. Yeah, and when I was in on the way to Tokyo, they just sent me an email like. Sorry, we are going to cancel all the appointments today, so you have to reschedule. Yeah, so I was pretty shocked at that time, but yeah, thankfully I could eventually get my U.S. visa. So mm, yeah, that's yay. my biggest otakare uh, this week. Yay, otakare! Yeah. When are you leaving to um, to America? Yeah. So if everything was, I actually booked my flight ticket on oh. August third, so oh. that'll be the day that I'm leaving. If I got tested. Negative for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Negative. Yeah. I see. And uh, we, um, I, and our members, mm-hmm. like podcast members, we wish you um, like the biggest of success, mm-hmm. and then hope your journey in America will be great. Yeah. And thank you for coming here and sharing your experience and story, like with us. And I think it was very heartwarming. And thank you for doing this yeah. today. Yeah, I'm very happy as well. Thanks for having mm. me. Yeah, it was really <laughs> nice to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you too. So, yes. Uh, and so, everyone, Atsukare-sama deshita. Atsukare-sama deshita. Bye-bye. <laughs>